Hey guys, what's going on? Tyler here editing the podcast. Um, in editing it, we realized that our microphone might have malfunctioned a little. Um, the audio quality for me and Anton is spotty at best, but uh, we'll be better next week. Sorry about that and enjoy this week's episode. It's a good one. Thanks, guys. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to episode 24 of Why Are We Still Awake? We got a banger here we got the normal co-host tyler and anton but we got two guests for you today for the price of one we got adam and claudia hey guys what's up hey man how's it going great to hear your voice man <laughs> what's so funny you, you cut out in the middle of saying hi oh god the laughing hi everyone <laughs> all this right is claudia <laughs> Maybe Adam first and then Claudia. Could you guys introduce yourself? Just tell us a little bit about who you are and then maybe how you guys know both of us. And how you know each other. Yeah. yeah okay. Yeah, I can start. Um, hi, guys. I'm Adam. I am a... Uh... Wait, what do you people usually say in this? Like, what? Like, I went to UC Berkeley. You know, I, I work in finance. I'm, uh, I'm sick. Like, I'm awesome. Um... <laughs> I uh, I know Shelby and I know Tyler because they were my best friends in high school. So I've known them for a really long time. I know Claudia because um, I was... She's my best friend now. I was assigned to her in our college fraternity and she was part of my family line. So that's where I know her from. Don't say you were Strictly assigned. Business. Yeah, don't say you were assigned. Strictly because I was assigned. <laughs> oh my God. Just kidding. Just kidding. Um, right. Claudia. Claudia. Hi everyone my name is claudia um i know these two great hosts because shelby was adam's roommate in college so i saw him a lot (laughs) (laughs) and then gradually did not see him once um he got a girlfriend damn wow is that kind of wait no, no, roast him. It, it's, it I didn't all get updates down. on that, so was that a sensitive topic? I apologize. No, 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 no. no. I didn't know oh, that okay. was the case, but okay. Wow. Wow. Finish your intro. Right, yeah, you, you told us nothing <laughs> about yourself. Um... Where? We should have just done. We should have done each other's intros. I feel okay, like that. Yeah, we should have. Okay, um, sorry. I'm. Okay, yeah. This is awkward now. I don't know how to proceed. Okay, hey Adam, guys, Adam, hey guys I'm Claudia. Uh, I am from Vancouver. I work at Goldman Sachs in the healthcare investment banking division. And uh, I know Adam because he's uh, my big in my fraternity. And uh, I know Anton and Tyler uh, because they're Adam's friends. Okay. How's that? How's that? Well, that was perfect. That was <laughs> perfect. Perfect. Nice. perfect. Yeah. So we're looking for a good show today. Thank you again, Adam and Claudia, for coming on. Definitely a flawless intro. Flawless intros and like guests that I think everyone will be excited to see. So I'm just going to jump off with some like world present news. Um, supposedly today was the last day of TikTok, but like Trump passed the deal going through like the Oracle and Walmart. I don't even know why he like has that authority. Okay, so I was going to ask if anybody knew first like why why the deal going through means it doesn't have to be banned now, right? Like, if it's, like, a security issue, wouldn't it have to be banned until they took ownership? Well, because 
Wait, what do you mean? Like, until, the, like, the U.S. company yeah. took ownership? Well, I think it's just, like, I think it's just kind of, like, fluid. So it's, like, as soon as this is done, they just, like, know that, like, okay, they're not going to, like, continue, like, taking this stuff. Like, I think if it was, like, they immediately had to stop, like, collecting our data or whatever, then it would be, like, a bigger issue. Whereas this is just, like, okay, like, we just want you guys to stop taking it. So, like, at some point, like, now we know at some point you're not going to, right? I see. But I, I mean, I'm totally making this up. Adam? Yeah? Do you have insight into this? It's, like, the tech industry? To be honest, no, not really. Like, I feel like TikTok's one of those things, and, like, WeChat, um, that I feel like it's going to be pretty devastating to the community. Um, but besides from that, I can't really offer that much more. I think, you know, personally for me, you know, how I unwind every day after work is, you know, I open TikTok, I browse a little bit, I like a couple videos, I copy a few dances and, 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 you know, it brings me a couple, a couple, a couple, a little bit of joy, right? But them banning it might be a little bit devastating to me. I know I kind of, um, I thought they're not. About- well, not um, anymore, but are you saying previously? But I'm I was saying previously, previously, it was like, you know, something that's been weighing on me for, for a little bit. Just, um, just dreading just dreading this Sunday. I was dreading this day. I was counting down this day, but it was it's truly it's truly a bust, you know. So uh, that would bring me to my next two points. One, like, do we actually believe that it would be banned? And like to my best understanding, the ban would just be like you can't download the app anymore, right? Like, there's no really good way for them to block usage of the app if you already have it. That's what, like, I've understood in the past. And then, two, do we think, like, TikTok's getting old even though, like, we've only been on it, like, six months? Like, I'm already kind of getting tired of it. Like, I spend less time on it. So what are your guys' thoughts? Is it getting old? Does everyone use TikTok here, by the way? No. Oh, yeah, all the time. Oh. <laughs> Wait, Claudia, you use TikTok. Yeah, Claudia, you I, use TikTok. I you used to... It? I used it for like that one week when you guys wanted me to film a duet with you guys. <laughs> <laughs> I used it to do research. Okay, what if we included China TikTok, like the the one that starts? Oh, with I e? love. It's called Douyin. I love it. Wait, what, wait, what is this? I've never heard <laughs> it's of it. Called, let me Americanize this pronunciation for you guys. It's called Douyin. same thing okay but anyways yes it's It's, great is it just chinese tiktok it's the well i mean it's not chinese tiktok it's the i mean i guess original version right of tiktok i thought that was musically i think in america wait okay so if you like that one then you're you're on it effectively right like it's all the content on the app is much more different okay In, in what way yeah jump into that it's like I guess, like, I follow, like, Chinese media more, I guess, so it's, like, the jokes on there are funnier. There's not that many, like, dancing videos. Like, you know how, like, TikTok, like, when I think about TikTok, I think about, like, Addison Ray and, like, that, that group of Tyler's people. Tyler's favorite. Tyler's oh, favorite. Oh, God. But when I'm on, like, Chinese TikTok, like, it's, like, a lot of, like, really well-edited, like, cooking videos. <laughs> Is it the, is it the ones? I've seen a lot of those. You're not on Duyin. No, I've, I I've seen it on TikTok where it's like all these like Chinese like fashion videos where they're just like, oh the fashion ones are lit. They're like models kind of, but they like got some like like some like streetwear stuff going on. Yeah, see like that's like all 
over Instagram and like I, I don't have TikTok anymore, but like I've seen it before on TikTok, but I never see that on Douyin. Oh, really? Yes. Okay. So can you elaborate more so there's like good cooking videos like Okay, what? well I mean I'm sure the algorithm is like catered to like you my data now. So I can't speak for like what everybody would see on the app, but what I mainly follow are like dog vi- like dog videos. There are I a bunch of that. No, but like there are owners who film their dogs meals every day. Oh, and okay. I just watch them eat their meals. So that's kind of weird, no? It's, it's not. It's great. I will share it with you guys one day. So it sounds more like a like a short form YouTube more than like. like yes. Short. Wait, actually, that is actually true because a lot of vloggers who like post daily vlogs use that use doing to that's like amazing. as their main platform, and they do live streams. But it's still like only one minute videos or like less, right? Yes, one minute or less, but they can you can live stream on that app. So like a lot of these like vloggers and like a lot of celebrities are basically all the celebrities, the biggest ones are on the platform. So they do like live stream stuff where they like sell things. That's a really popular thing in China. Wait, can't you live stream on TikTok? You can, yeah, but you I, can? it's not a very popular function and i think that's because people don't go on tiktok looking for that right like everyone uses instagram live here what i'm hearing is do yin is a subpar tiktok for for claudia but no like maybe she's just like the stuff curated to her is different like maybe there's a chinese addison ray like i I, I mean i i like see dancing videos she said no dancing videos Uh, yeah, but not, she said it's like curated to like what she looks through, right? Like, yeah, it. I'm sure they have some advanced algorithm like TikTok. That like, yeah, they. I'm sure they is do. Is it owned by the same like company or anything, or not really? It it is. It's the same Biden? parent company, which is why hey, Trump. Does it wait? So like, is the is the app just like looks exactly the same when you're in it? It's not. I feel like it looks kind. Well, it looks like very similar, obviously. Okay. But like, it's different. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. We've digressed. Tyler, you were saying you're you're feeling. I was okay. Yeah. So I was saying I think I'm feeling tired of TikTok. Like I spend way less time. Tyler, that is a straight lie, my guy. You spend mad time on TikTok. Usage wise, I get that its peak was maybe like eight to nine hours a week per my phone. Oh my god. Per my phone statistics. Wow. Those were the highest weeks. Okay. But, like, now I, like, maybe spent aggregate, like, an hour or two a week. Max. I don't know if I believe that, but... No, no. That's that's a straight yeah, lie, I, my I, God. I've been with you and you've used no, it for no. more than an hour. No, like no, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, regardless of my usage, do we think the model gets old? Like, Claudia, are you going to get tired of watching, like, owners feed their dogs? Yeah. Or, like, do you think that's going to, be like, be long-lasting? Like, Instagram has, like, kept us at least engaged for, like, three or four years, at least, right? right. Whereas more, like, eight years. Yeah, so, like, but I don't think, like, TikTok has the lasting power, but yeah. it, it's still really hot, right? Like, other people seem to really think it's, like, big, and, like, the celebrities on TikTok are becoming, like, bigger and bigger. Okay. But what do we think is going to happen? Like, do we think other people are going to get tired, or do you think that's just, like, us getting fatigued, or me, at least? I mean, maybe it's also a function of 
like we're not the core demographic of TikTok, right? I feel like most of the people who are super avid about TikTok and using TikTok and creating content on TikTok are not in our age range, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it. I think it appeals to like a much younger group of people, and like just like how we are like the prime like Instagrammer, like Facebook people, mm-hmm. like they're the prime like TikTok. Yeah. People, so like interesting. I think. Yeah. I, and- I've, I've personally deleted the app already. So like. Is that real? Yeah, I like don't really. I don't. I'm like, you two hosts are just straight liars. My I, I can show <laughs> you my phone. It's not in there. Um, but Adam, we know yeah. that you like to just relax. You know, just well. He, no, no, no. You know, honestly, now that you guys are all talking about deleting it, I I've deleted it too off my phone. Okay, so, so all four of us just don't have TikTok. That's good. Yeah, I've been reading a lot instead, but that's a. Uh, Story really? Book. Yeah. What books have What books have you enjoyed recently? No, what book? <laughs> what book? Thank no, you. what nine pages of book? No. Okay, I don't know why I'm getting roasted for this. I'm bad at reading. It took me a while. <laughs> Tyler <laughs> just has his whole book collection at his. <laughs> He's just been waiting to bring this up. I just finished Shoe Dog by Phil Knight, the creator of Nike. Uh, Sorry to interrupt. Sorry to interrupt. Can I stop you right there? So, you know, a couple days ago is actually really funny because a couple days ago, you know, I was reading a couple books, you know, just for personal gain, personal knowledge. And I said, hey, Tyler, man, I finished a couple books. And then I looked at Tyler. He's like, oh, come on, man. I'm still reading Shoe Dog from 2017. And I said, Tyler, you can't be doing that, dude. Let me teach you how to read. And he felt so bad that night he finished Shoe Dog because he wanted to me to stop clowning him. Stop. And then he went off and bought another book. And then he bought another book just to prove us wrong. Yeah. I mean, regardless of the reason, right, it's good that I'm reading. Yes, Tyler. I mean, that's good. Yeah. And on, what was the last thing you read? I read Tuesdays with Maury. When? Like a month ago. I don't know if I believe that because I've heard stories where you're reading with the lights <laughs> off, your eyes closed. That doesn't when you and Adam anything. live how together. Can, how can you just not believe that I finished the book though? Like, are you gonna? I can write you a book report or something. No, I'm not <laughs> a teacher. I don't need you to do that. Claudia, do you read? Are you an avid reader? I'm definitely not an avid reader, but I've been trying to read more since quarantine started, so. What, okay. is, what is something that you've been trying to read? Well, I've gotten more into, like, not gotten into, I feel like circumstances have made me move to Audible, like listening to audiobooks oh, okay. is something okay. that's better. Oh, so you don't like, even read then, you just listen. No, I'm saying, like, now that I started working, I don't have, like, that much time to, like, sit like sit down and like pull out a book like if I'm like in a car like doing chores or something audible is like a really great thing to have because I can just listen to it hands-free okay got it got right. it got it okay. what have you been getting on audible what sorry like what books have you been listening to on audible okay. I'm gonna pull yeah. it up right now no keep pressing her dude she's just straight pulling <laughs> straight out of her book. she does okay, not read it when you actually said shoe dog, I would say that as an audiobook, it was very not like really unenjoyable. Well, I, I like, like it. Stop. As a reading book, it was bad too. What? <laughs> like reading book, it wasn't that enjoyable either. Like the way he it, wrote, I didn't like. Yeah, but some books. I'm looking at my library right now. Okay, I finished this book called The Defining Decade. Oh really? 
Yes. I've heard that book is good. I, I that was like book. my first audiobook, which kind of got oh, me. Did you like it? I didn't really like it. I think Wait, I... show me. That was the book you were reading in the dark. <laughs> and I don't think so. Wait, I, I, I actually would disagree with that. I really enjoyed it. I feel like I just couldn't really relate to it. It's like a book about how, like, I think it's a, like a lot of like short stories also about like how like you like like all these like people in their 20s were like kind of like trying to like find their way and do stuff like that and then it's like isn't that just us like advice about like but like the people are just like not that relatable like they're not in the same situation it's like oh like I graduated like I don't really know like what to use it like my degree for like I just like have been at home for like three years and like haven't really been working. Toby, not everyone's as successful as you, True. my guy. <laughs> so it's like, so it's just like okay, it like it is relatable. Okay, well, I think like I, I, I get what you're saying, just because we probably like don't fall into that category. But like, I thought the stuff that she was uh, discussing about like planning your life in terms of things outside of work, like her talk on like relationships and like how to kind of navigate once you started your career like she says something about like personal capital which is a concept that's very interesting and about how like 20s is actually not about just raving all day and having as much fun as you can it's actually the prime time to build your capital in order to like that's the main essence of the book for me that I took away actually was just your 20s should be time to actually start thinking about settling down so that you have a good foundation for the rest of your life. Mm-hmm. Wow. That was like the main message to me. And yeah, it was I actually really insightful. I, I mean, I, okay. <laughs> the, the, the takeaway that I got was that like, as, cause we have like a more developed society. We can like postpone when we get married and when we have kids to like a little bit later than normal. Right. That was not the message of the book. <laughs> okay. That was like wow. the first, like first. Wow. <laughs> Wait, no. Did you only read the first few chapters? Is that why? Oh, I like oh skip- my god. <laughs> okay. Okay, you well. You download this Audible book and reread it. Alright, it sounds like it sounds like you enjoyed it, so maybe I'll take another listen. Or another okay. One. Okay, what else is in your Audible library? Just like a couple more titles. I'm just curious. Yes. <laughs> um, I read One Up on Wall Street <laughs> by Peter Lynch, which he narrates himself. So that was fun reading um listening i'm almost done this book called like pretty things it's not that great don't read it i just i just really like like thriller mystery novels so that's why i gave it a shot but i'm in too deep to delete now so wait okay so one of our good friends victor gave us this advice about like getting into reading and that like if you're not liking a book even if you're like a good majority three you should just give up on it how do you guys feel about that advice so, I feel like for someone like me, and and I've gotten way better at this, but for someone like me, if I'm like halfway through or three-fourths through, it's a big achievement for me. So, I'm going to take it all the way home, straight up. I'm going to take it all the way home. Um, so, I, I, I wouldn't just put it down. I would just I, kind of like, I would just bite the bullet and finish it. Kind of like you and Chew Dog, my man. Exactly. Like, I, I would have given up Chew Dog with 90 pages left, but like, I needed to finish so I could tell my friends I finished the book. Yeah, yeah. I mean, why would you read if you're not going to show off to your friends about it later? That's a fair point. I mean, this is so problematic. no credit in at all because she's just not even reading it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is problematic. How long does an audiobook take to, like, 
finish all the way through like a normal like length book well the ones that i've like seen so far are like just under 20 hours oh wow it's pretty short like i don't know what do I you mean. listen to it on like 2x or like 1.5x or no i listen to it normally just because it's like someone's telling you a story and i like to like listen to it like before i go to bed for like i just put a sleep timer on and i kind of just drift off to miss the story wait also like i guess yeah what (laughs) like if you (laughs) on and then you like kind of fall asleep you just kind of like miss like half the story right Oh, I mean, like, most of the time, I'm a really light sleeper, so I'll only fall asleep, like, after. After it stops. So it turns off X amount of time. Oh, okay. So it turns off, and then it's silent, and then I fall asleep. Interesting. Yeah. Mm. Well, good discussion on reading. Reading's cool. We just became a book club podcast instead. No, we didn't. Shelby got the wrong message from the book. This is the (laughs) worst book club. (laughs) <laughs> All right. Well, I'll I'll, wow. I'll I'll take another read, and then maybe maybe I'll have a different conclusion from that. Okay, so I got a question for you guys. I don't really know what your job is. Oh, <laughs> well, Claudia, I don't really know what you. They do. have the same job. I, I understand they have the same position, but like I feel like their day to day stuff is different. Is it? Um, I would say it's pretty similar. It's in different industries, but. The yeah, day-to-day exactly. job type of things that you do, I think, are very similar. But it's just for different industries? Could you guys go into, like, what the different industries are? Okay. Um, Claudia, do you want to start or do you want me to start? Sorry, was okay. the question oh. to talk about... Oh, sorry. <laughs> okay, I'll, it looks like I'll start. So, yes. um, so basically, Claudia and I both work in IB, um, and essentially what that kind of entails <laughs> is... Listeners that don't know. What? What does IB stand for? Like, if you IB know- stands for investment banking. It's a it's a subsector of finance. <laughs> okay. Um. Okay. So basically, essentially, what we do is we advise clients, um, whether it's like for me, tech companies or healthcare companies for Claudia, but we advise clients on things that they should do, whether it's like equity raises, which means like raising money through the equity markets um, to like debt raises, which is raising money through the debt markets and like M&A transactions. So there's a whole host of different things that we we kind of like advise clients to do. Um, how our jobs are kind of different is for me, um, I, and I, I can't really speak to Claudia, but for me, like we cover what is known as like TMT and me specifically, I cover tech. And essentially what that entails is five verticals, which are uh, internet companies, which is like Facebook, Amazon, Google, like those uh, software, which is like Zoom, like MongoDB. <laughs> uh, and then we have enterprise uh, semiconductors and then tech services. And uh, yeah, that's, that's uh, what I do. Claudia, right. please. Yeah, go ahead. Wow. Claudia. All the listeners have left the podcast <laughs> after that. Yeah, but I, yeah, I think that was a good explanation. I just want to know how your role differs from Adam again. Um, yeah, I think he like encompassed the essence <laughs> of this job, I guess. The only thing that really differs between our jobs is what Adam just explained was the industry groups. So I guess in healthcare, 
it's quite popping recently, um, <laughs> as expected due to current circumstances. But is that a technical yeah. term? No, 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 absolutely not. And keep in mind, Claudius hit the deaths, which means she started her job maybe like four days ago. So <laughs> okay. she's a little bit fresh. She's a little okay, a little <laughs> inexperienced. So with that being said, I think to get towards Anton's question a little more, could you guys like in theory, other than like the industry specific knowledge, like switch places and have like the same job functionality? Like do people transfer groups? Yeah, all the time. But like there would have to be like another ramp up period, right? Sure. So how but much yeah. industry specific knowledge do you think you actually have after one year of working and four days of working? It's clear, it's not four days. I think it's like a couple of months. Just to not say sure. Is that right? Definitely not a couple months. Wait, didn't she start in like July? No. no, 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 no. I like fully hit the desk like mid-August. <laughs> so like a so like a month, like a, like a, month. Like a week or two. <laughs> okay, but that's a huge difference. I okay, feel like okay, yeah, but okay, so so Claudia, what are what is some of like in, some industry knowledge that you have now that you maybe didn't have before? I feel like you just get familiar to like peer sets or like companies that belong in certain industry subsectors that you wouldn't like usually just read up on your own time unless you like start actually like working on projects for like certain clients and actually seeing how they compare themselves within the industry. I think that's something that you'd like start to pick up, although I would say I still feel like very as Adam said, very fresh and very unknowledgeable. So, okay, and yeah, for Adam, is that the same? Do you think it's just kind of like understanding what the companies are and how they interact with each other? Yeah, so I think like that's exactly right because when you're a junior like analyst or associate, you are basically someone who isn't aligned to any specific vertical. But as soon as you start like getting more exposure to different industries, like you start to gravitate towards certain sectors, right? So like, for example, like all the VPs are aligned to like internet or software or semis, right? Um, and then like people start to go through that process as they um, like, as their tenure kind of extends. Um, for me, to be honest, like, I think it's kind of like what Claudia said. It's just knowing like how different companies are different. Um, and it's knowing like different financial metrics within like different companies and like the nuances between different types of like software companies and like what investors are looking for and things like that. And I think things like that um, have been super helpful to my uh, journey of uh, understanding technology. That, that's, that's excellent, man. Um, <laughs> Thank you so much, sir. <laughs> I, I have two more questions. Do you, do you have anything? No, the floor is yours. All right. So uh, the first one is, so I know both, well, I know Adam, you have a lot of like, you work a lot of hours. I assume Claudia does and will. Um, <laughs> I just want to know like, what makes it such that like you have so many hours? Like how can it be like that much work? And also, if possible, could you guys silence your phones really quick? I think before they answer that, I think that is literally their work texting them. Is it possible to silence? <laughs> <laughs> that, that is my work texting me, but I uh, I have silenced it. Apologies. So unprofessional. A no, no, podcast no. But like, guess so, would not. 
what what is the stuff that you're doing so late at night, right? Because like, <laughs> like, because it's not like everyone is awake that much, right? So how are you just getting like a t- like ten hours of work before they like leave, and then like you just have to start, or like, are you constantly like getting updated, or is it just like you're just confused about what to do and you have to like learn? <laughs> <laughs> we're just scratching our heads all day and then once the nights roll around we're saying oh let's get to work now yeah like why why do you guys why how do you have so many hours like what are you like physically doing in that time claudia i guess for me <laughs> the scratching head situation is valid <laughs> at this point honestly um but I think the reason why, at least for me personally so far, is just because, like, anything related to analysis or any type of presentation that, like, <laughs> the company or slash client would ask for, we basically have to deliver, which is kind of depressing at times because sometimes that means if they ask us to do something on a Saturday night, <laughs> it means that we probably need to, like, get home from dinner and start cranking on it if, like, you know, senior bankers tell us to do it. Basically, what she's telling you is that we have mad clients. Like, every single tech <laughs> company or every single healthcare company is a client. And basically, whatever they say, bankers bend over backwards to accommodate. And it could be the most, like, insane ass. Like, they could be, like, spread every single company, which means, like, go through the financials and like write down every single company and you, we just have to do it. Um, just like a lot of like manual like labor to just like type it all out or like, look I think up. it's a combination of a lot of manual labor and it's a combination of a lot of like volume of work. And then it's also uh, like the third part of it is just straight inefficiencies within like, um, True. within like how, how like investment banking works. It's just very, hierarchical so it goes through like a lot of hoops that's something you learn from adam because he always says that too um but i think something (laughs) omina told us when we were talking about this is that like the work comes in at like weird times or like it's not like scheduled or it doesn't fit any schedule and like so there's lots of like ebbs and flows of work volume right like Mm -hmm. there's lots there's relatively like some weird periods of downtime where like normal people would be working and then that's why they have to work late at night also. Right. Well, I would say like for me personally, like that is true, but for the most part, I think I'm just working throughout the day. Like that has been true sometimes, but for the most part, I would say that like, I haven't had like too much downtime recently. Good. Good to know. I, I, so my, my next question is, so if you guys are working in like very like or somewhat like specific fields or like sectors like do you guys have any training that's specific to that sector right like do you claudia like have like some like classes or something where you learn about like just like how health the healthcare system works or like things about like healthcare or something or like adam do you have like things where like they teach you like how like just like the very basics of like coding and stuff like that like no. You think that's <laughs> or like not at all or like just not at all. But but like don't you think that that it could be helpful for your job to just like kind of understand at least like how like some concepts like work? Oh yeah, like for sure. I think like for healthcare, I kind of like see it more just because a lot of the clients that we serve are biotech companies, which mean that they target very specific 
indications or diseases. So some of, some of my like more senior bankers, I've actually worked with one who used to be a doctor. So he has like an MD, which is kind of cool. Oh, that's the MD, JD, MBA <laughs> one. <laughs> yes. Alphabet. Um, yeah. Um. So I think like in healthcare, it helps a lot just because you kind of actually understand what the client is like working on and doing and can have, you know, good conversations with the clients in that way. But tech seems like more consumer based. So it's a little bit weird because like, for example, our software guys, right? Like software is something that's pretty technical, but they don't necessarily um, have to understand how to build that software or how like at a granular level that software works, but they understand really well, like what investors look for in these software companies, like what's attractive about them, how they're going to trade once they become public. And I think it's, it's that kind of expertise is where they they kind of shine right it's not necessarily like helping them develop products right because that's going to be like the ceo's role it's more about like look you should you should raise money and acquire this company so that your multiples can go up so your stock price can go up so all your shareholders can be happy so it's stuff like that that i think where we deliver the most value so to me it sounds like there could be some value in like understanding the intricacies of whatever sector you're covering, like shall we suggesting, but like the risk reward on it isn't particularly valuable. Cause like your expertise is mostly on the like finance and business side. Like you're going to tell them like a software company, how to like raise their valuation, but like you don't really care how they do it or how they figure out to do it. Uh, kind of. So, so like maybe this way is like a little bit easier. Like for example, when you work for one company, right? Like let's say Selby is working at MongoDB. He knows exactly what MongoDB does and he knows how to build that product and how that product works and the customers for that. Right. I would say like someone in the finance industry knows better about like how MongoDB like compares to competitors and how it shines or how it doesn't shine or, or things like that and takes that information and and helps the company grow if that is always um reflected in the company's like success that might not always be the case but i guess that's like our main like selling points or i think that make sense i i think what i was trying to get uh kind of getting at was like i like maybe you understand like how it compares to its competitors but i feel like how, if you just like don't know, like for example, like MongoDB is a database company, right? So if you just like don't know like what a database really is, or like how it like functions in terms of like general like software development, like isn't it kind of hard to like both talk about it and just kind of like have any insights into it? Yeah, I think the senior bankers like by that point they will like know what the technology is and how it works. They just won't know how to build it. Okay, so it's like over time you gain that kind of knowledge. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Okay, cool. Um, anyways, I have a topic if you guys want to get into it. Um, Would love to, man. So, so Adam, Adam is is a little bit young for our um, year, school year, and then Claudia is a year younger. So we have some of the youngest guests that we've ever had on this podcast. What about Dylan? Um, so with that, some some of the young. She's almost guests. older than. So with that in mind, um, <laughs> I I looked up some some good topics to have with young children. 
What are you? So the first question for you guys is, what is your favorite letter of the alphabet and why? My favorite letter is A. (laughs) All right. And and why is that? I I feel like I have a good guess, but just wondering. Take a a stab. (laughs) Is it because that's what your name starts with? You bet. All right. Wow. Right, the next question. If oh something... wait, actually, I have I have more depth to this answer. Okay, also, let's hear. it's because it's because three is my lucky number, like ever since I was young, and it's also the third letter in the alphabet. So it really just oh, my life okay. luckiness really aligns. Why is three your favorite number? No, it's her lucky number. Or why is it your lucky number? Usually, there's like a story behind there. Um. Well, I sat in my first grade classroom. Okay. My student number was three, and then I sat in the third seat in the third row. Okay. And then that's like my first memory of it. But like every time I take a test, I always like bring like more than three pencils, and I'll only use the pencil that's like the third. You test when they line up. Like I'll. And then how do you do on the test? (laughs) It's just it varies sometimes. Okay. Um, I'll have you know that I got an A and Econ one. <laughs> Adam did not. Okay, okay. <laughs> wow, right. it, that's interesting. Um, I, I I have another question. So, if someone gave you twenty dollars, what would you buy with it? I would put it in my investment account. No, 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 no. no, 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 no. Always a, pay yourself first. You have to buy something. Okay, let um, me think about this. Claudia, you first. I would now. buy a, a meal because my firm does not expense <laughs> my food anymore. Okay, what would you? What meal would you buy? Um, I'm trying to order sushi right now, so I would probably order sushi. With with wow. twenty dollars, I feel like you can't get enough food. We can get a roll. Wow, one roll is that is enough so food little. for you? Yes. Oh, that's so nice. I have this like. I'm very envious of girls because usually they can like get away with smaller portions and be full, so it saves a lot of money and like leaves you feeling more satisfied more often from a food perspective. Yeah. What What is the circumstance? You find twenty dollars on the ground, or or someone gives it to you? Like you just we Venmo matter. you yeah, twenty we, bucks from the Y. We still awake Venmo account. Yeah, right and then now. what? How do you spend it? But you have to like spend it. Do we get to answer these questions too? No. Oh, okay. Only the 22-year-old. Yeah, this is for questions for the children. So. My brain just isn't as developed as yours, so I can't think of an answer. <laughs> yeah, you're... <laughs> okay, if you get $2, we'll go with the smaller number. Wait, Maybe That's what? easier. <laughs> no, I feel like the less the amount, the harder it is. Because no, if someone gave me $2... I'd be like, okay, cheapo, and I just wouldn't even do anything with that. I'd probably like throw it in my wallet and just sit there. No, the the the, the smaller amount means you have fewer options, so it's like easier to think about. Okay, if I if someone gave me two dollars, I would stick in one of those Japanese claw machines and I win a stuffed animal. Okay, I'm really good at those. Are you really good at those? Yeah, they're literally designed. Just <laughs> no, they're designed to like make you fail. No, no, no. Okay, so that's what not what we- Dave and Buster says. Okay. What is the first thing you think about when you wake up in the morning? Man. 
do I need to get up? <laughs> How long can I snooze this for? <laughs> this is, see, see, this is really interesting because we're just like seeing into the mind of the younger people and what it's like to be a kid again. <laughs> That is so rude. <laughs> what, what animal at the zoo do you like the best? Wait, wait, wait. You just skipped my answer. <laughs> you were just silent. <laughs> no, I was respectfully waiting my turn okay, like was, an adult. Yeah, that was very mature. Okay, so. so. <laughs> Could you please repeat the question? Yeah, yeah, so what is the first thing you think about when you wake up in the morning? So I think about what I'm going to do for the rest of the day. And I make my bed first, so I accomplish one thing first in my day. <laughs> Where did you actually learn that from? I don't know. I watched some, like, speech okay. about it. I, I, I never make my bed because I, like, I feel like that's a fat waste of time. But <laughs> I think the first thing I do when I wake up is I plan out my day and I try to figure out how I'm going to be as productive as possible. And, like, if that's a weekend and, like, part of that productivity is just me laying on the couch then I feel like I bake that into my schedule but like a lot of times it's like oh like when am I gonna exercise like how am I gonna get my work done you know am I gonna read <laughs> my own personal experience I feel like your weekend schedules aren't that like set out like it seems well like see well here's the thing I feel like it seems that way but like I have a couple things I want to hit and I feel like I usually hit them right like for example this past weekend golf i hit it at 11 right giving up the time for also yeah i mean that's yeah. cool, i guess like i guess yeah you just you prioritize what you want to hit but it's not like timed out necessarily to, i think that's also a interesting point especially because like during the week like i have no pretty much no free time it's just like you wake up you work all day and then you go to bed that like the weekends are super super valuable and and when I say weekend, it's usually just Saturday. It's super valuable. So, like, usually I want to make the most of it if that's, like, spending time with, like, people I care about or, like, biking or, like, you know, golfing or whatever. I, I try to hit on what I, uh, what I plan. Okay, so it's a lot of, it's a lot of planning and just in visualizing what, what you're going to do for the day. Yeah, like one of those adult things, Selby. Something you want to understand, man. Good to know. Good to know. Um... <laughs> I have one more, and then Tyler, do you have some stuff you want to talk about after? Sure. Okay. Is this the animal one? Yeah, so what animal at the zoo do you like the best? And Tyler, feel free to answer this one. Yeah, well. I want to answer this one. Go ahead. Tyler, wait, can I guess yours and you guess mine? Uh, I don't have a guess for yours. Uh, okay, okay. Okay, but I, I can. I think yours is a chimpanzee because you see a lot of similarities when looking at it. <laughs> I think yours is also some kind of ape, just because they're <laughs> wild. Maybe a gorilla so I can beat your ass. It's not what you want to be. It's just the animal you like to see at the zoo. Yeah, that's that's different. Um, I think I like to see the cheetah the most. I think it's like a Wait, really cool animal. What zoo have you seen a cheetah at? What do you mean? Like all zoos have cheetahs? I don't think so. I don't know, but I I don't know. That's a fair answer. You, so you just enjoy the speed, or what? <laughs> no, I think they're just, like, really cool cats, man. Like, they're they're super fast, and they're super agile. Agile? So the speed, yeah. Okay. Tyler? Huh. At the zoo, I think it's pretty fun to see, like, elephants. Uh -huh. That's so up. lame, dude. 
They're no, so what? I, I like to. I like That's to, so lame. I like to see the big animals. I I, I feel like the giraffe is pretty cool. <laughs> wow, that is just huge. <laughs> wow. <laughs> That is so true. Wait, that's not that. I, I think like those are the more novel animals. Yeah, right? whereas like like a cheetah is just like a colored like mountain lion or something. No, 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 no. You don't appreciate the or, feline family as much okay, as it's like a big cat, right? So it's like you see cats normally, like you get the kind of idea how, what it's like to move around like like that, where you have a tail and it's like four legs, right? <laughs> whereas, it's like, whereas like a giraffe, it's just like, wow, look at that giant neck. Like, what is that thing? Or just like, it's like a giant, like, like elephants are just like pretty like impressive with how like massive they are. I don't know. Exactly that. Like, yeah, like, yeah. I don't agree, but sure. Yep. That makes sense. <laughs> glad, we can, glad we can agree to disagree. Um, <laughs> oh, you got any any topics for us i have a question for you guys kind of about like um where you want to live and where you want to end up so i'm just curious about and i didn't like formulate the question that well but i'm just curious about like do you guys all think you're going to stay in the bay area do you think like you're going to move and come back um or do you like not like it here or do you miss like at least for claudia do you miss you're like being in Canada or want to be somewhere else other than America and just like your thoughts on that. So I'll go first, I guess, just to like give some background. Like I went to school away and I think that was where, where did you go to school? I went to school in St. Louis, which is like not somewhere I'd want to live. Um, Wait, so it's episode like 24 and people still don't know where you go to school? No, we have have new listeners all the time. Oh, Wait, true. did you go to St. Louis State? <laughs> okay, anyways. <laughs> so I think I like it was an interesting experience moving away and living somewhere else and like even though it wouldn't be somewhere else I'd wanna live. I'm pretty confident that I'd like wanna long term stay in the Bay Area just because a lot of my family's here and like I like a lot of the like traits of the area. Um so I think I'm here for the long haul, but that's not. And by same. Bay Area, you mean Palo Alto, right? Not like. I mean, not necessarily else. just Palo Alto, but like we're thinking of moving to San Francisco eventually, or like I don't know, but just like around this area will probably be my home in the future. Um, but I'm just curious to hear your guys' thoughts about moving, especially Adam and Claudia, because you guys have very different. Um, like perspectives out of never lived within or like for don't within. spoil my answer man okay, please Wait, do you want to just popcorn yeah, someone just okay <clears throat> yeah i'd love to hear your thoughts yeah i guess i can go first oh, you, have you can have adam go first if you want i just chose you oh well i mean i feel like you would probably have like a similar view from you so as someone who has like a different background and upbringing from the rest of the gentlemen on the podcast. I think, like, especially since quarantine hit while I transitioned from college to work, mm-hmm. I've been thinking about this topic, like, more and more just because it makes you realize, like, wow, like, you don't actually need to like, are we in the city, like, just for work, or do we actually want to be here? Mm-hmm. Like, that's, like, a topic that I've been thinking about a lot as friends who are from back home, like, 
like packed up their things from like various big cities like New York and like SF and like moved back home to Canada and I was like wow like I I feel like I would have liked to do have done that <laughs> uh-huh but um just thinking about long term I actually can't really see myself staying in a place like SF long term where do you where do you see yourself going and, then? and why is that I honestly can't really pinpoint why but one of the immediate things that I think about is I suck at driving and I don't have a car right now which is probably why like living in a city like San Francisco is so difficult just because all the good things about living on the west coast and in California especially comes with like being able to you know just go on a road trip or like drive away to a good hike or something outside of the city. Mm-hmm. So I'm not really able to enjoy that a lot, but it's also just because my family is not close mm-hmm. by. And I think like long-term it would be nice to like still be with family and like all my uh, friends from like high school and stuff are majority still back in Vancouver. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. And San Francisco is just a very interesting city. And I'm sure many of you would know if you just take a walk or a nice stroll on the street. Does Van- <laughs> Vancouver will. have good public transportation or something? Where? Vancouver. Well, I drive, I drive at home. But the thing about American drivers and also just getting around in America involves so many more highways that just gives me extreme anxiety. <laughs> and I oh, so like, you can't you drive guys, on the highway. It's so scary, like changing lanes, and also you guys drive have higher speed limits in miles where we use kilometers. Wait, like the rest of the world? No, that is that is no. The kilometers are just higher, though. They just are. Well, it's not, no, what I'm saying is like the speed limit here, like in terms of just like pure numeric value, is like higher. Plus, you guys use miles, so it's like double, double whammy increase in speed if that makes sense well isn't the speed yeah. on the highway and like in countries that use kilometers like 120 kilometers per hour i mean that's like germany like in vancouver like off the top of my head it would be like 80 90 kilometers on like the highways that i've driven on which is like what like 60 something 70 miles per hour so that's, that's no that's less that's, that's less as oh, is it? kilometers per hour is pretty slow i'm pretty sure I'm looking right now. Okay. It's 55. No, that's like about the same. I mean, okay, so it's just like more comfortable to be in Vancouver because it's both like home and you just feel like more confident. Uh, Adam, do you want to do you want to share your piece? Yeah. Um, so I have a, a very um, eclectic place uh, that I've been and lived at. So I, I was born in the Bay Area. And then I lived in the Bay Area. And then okay. uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna ignore that rude comment. And then I went to college in the Bay Area, and now I I work in the Bay Area. And the next job I'm gonna work at is also in the Bay Area. So, <laughs> um, sorry. Okay, never mind. Keep going. Please continue. Um, so I was gonna say I feel like I'm I'm someone who like has roots in the bay area so obviously i want to stay here and i really like it here but i think there is a part of me that wants to go somewhere else 
whether that be like New York or like Boston or something like that. I think that it would be cool, but I don't think I will be able to do that. Ever? Yeah, because I think like a lot of um, my potential job opportunities that I would want to do would be like kind of anchored to the Bay, right? So I think it'd be hard for me to stay in my industry and stay um, in like a similar job capacity and then leave the Bay Area. Hmm, interesting. Is that, do you think, more a function of like your involvement with tech or your involvement with I mean, so I think it's it's tech and VC, right? I feel like both of them are like centered in not just like the Bay Area, but even like Palo Alto. It's like the heart of it, right? Mm-hmm. So I feel like, and and I know there's that argument where like there's so many up and coming places like Seattle, like Utah, whatever. But like, I, I just don't see myself going to a non-core um, place as of yet, and I don't think I will be able to do that once I'm you know, a little bit older, I won't be inclined to move around as much. Do you think that you're missing out on, like, any experiences or anything like that by, like, not getting that chance to live somewhere else? I think I'm missing out on, like, being more independent and being more self-sufficient. But in terms of, like, experiences as in, like, social or, like, anything Mm -hmm. like that, I'm not missing out. But I think, like, if I were to move somewhere else, there is, like, a level of, like, independence that would be would be super cool Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. so you don't really see any like realistic like situation where you might move somewhere else yeah probably not even if you like go to like graduate school in like some other state or something like that um if i if i was like another like higher level education then then potentially but that's not really on my um my media roadmap hmm Okay, interesting. Shall we? You're the only one that hasn't gone. So I, for people who may not know, I I grew up in the Bay Area, and then I went to school in the Bay Area. um, And then for my first job, I moved to uh, New York, and I was living there until, like, coronavirus happened. So then I came back to live here. Um, But I think, like, I think I really enjoyed, like, as Adam was saying, like, the independence that comes with, like, living, like, on your own. Um, It's kind of like, you when you're like if I were to like live in SF or like when I was living in Berkeley like you are like technically living on your own but you kind of like have this like subconscious safety net mm-hmm. and when you like go like across the country uh that like I, that subconscious safety net is gone and you just like know like if something happens like I'm just like on my own like if I get like sick like I'm just like there I just take care of myself or something right mm-hmm. and so like that's like having that like kind of like no having that in the back of your head is like kind of uh some i think it's like valuable and it like teaches you to kind of like be more mature i guess or like it helps you like make decisions and like i don't know i i think it is just like a good experience overall so then like how do you think or how do you judge like going away for college versus like going away after you start working because i would say i felt a lot of those like independent um things that you guys have like referenced but then also like when you're an undergrad in college like i was lucky enough to not like be completely on my own in that like i still had a lot of like familial financial support and like um i think that your undergrad experience is a little more sheltered do you think 
that that's like still the full experience or do you think it's different like once you're fully working like obviously you don't know because you didn't go away for school but you only went away after but do you think mm-hmm. those are like different i mean i think that if you go to school you can kind of like ignore the part about like how you're away from like everything else because you can kind of just like go into like like focus in on your school and that community and you don't really are you aren't forced to like embrace the like the the like the area that you're in right Mm -hmm. like you don't have to really embrace like the culture of like the the new neighborhood that you like live in um but apart from that i think you get like a lot of that experiences and Mm -hmm. stuff like that so i think it's like if that's something that you want to experience then i think that you are missing out on mm-hmm. some stuff but i think i think for the most part if you go to school like in another state like that's like a huge thing right like that's a mm-hmm. it's a very different experience yeah i think it's weird too because you're at a different like point in life like in a lot of ways going away for school is like scary because you're younger and like maybe less well equipped but the like flip side is like almost everybody all your peers are like doing that too like at least at your school like they're going away so there's a lot of like camaraderie where like when you move away in your adult life it's like you're kind of just thrown to the wolves there's no like built-in community that's Mm -hmm. experiencing the same thing so i think that's very different between the two yeah so if if you guys were like forced to like go move somewhere else and you didn't really know anyone how would you guys like make friends and stuff like that uh adam do you want to go yeah so i think i'm i'm like naturally someone who's super extroverted and i think i'm someone who's extremely um like needs that kind of interaction so i think i would just start from like the people i work with and try to like kind of develop a network or like turn that network into friendships from there and then start like kind of befriending their friends and kind of like expanding from there i think another thing i would do is look for groups or like things like mountain biking or like something like that where there's other people who are similarly interested in these kinds of interests and then you know locate those people and then maybe like try to get to know them or like get to know their friends or something like that but i think you know overall if you're in a different place and you are kind of alone there and you just move there and you don't know anyone it's it's pretty hard like i i don't know i would approach it exactly Mm -hmm. Well, I think this would be an interesting question to get Claudia's perspective on, too, because obviously, like, you have a lot of friends from university that are probably still in the Bay Area, but, like, this area, like, you don't have, like, a home network here, so, like, have you met a lot of new people, like, even just living in the city, like, last summer, or, like, is it mostly just, like, your college network? Um, Yeah, this is a good question, but I think for me... I'm not, like, a super, super social person, I would say, like, who, like, will actively go out to, like, seek new connections, and that's probably why, like, during my first two years of college, it was really difficult for me to make a lot of, like, close friends, Mm -hmm. I would say, I would say, like, the, like, the, it's almost, how I make friends is how I, like, met you guys, kind of, it's just through, like, a close friends, close friend group. Does that make sense? Like, that's kind of how my, like, friend group grows. It's just that way. So, um... So it's, like, very, like, organic. Very organic, yeah. And, like, pretty slow growth situation. But I prefer it that way. Like, I prefer having, like, a smaller number of close friends versus, like, 
a lot of like friends. Does that make sense? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So that's kind of how I approach it. So, um, I guess something interesting is that one of my, um, best friends, and she was my first friend in college. Her name is Cece and she's currently my roommate and we work in the same office now. Yeah. And we room for one year together in college and how we met is that she's a super social person. So she reached out to me over messenger, like in one of those, like finding roommate groups, like on Facebook. And it turns out that like her family's from Hong Kong and like my family's currently in Hong Kong. And she also lived in Vancouver for a couple of years. So she like knows some of my like high school friends from elementary school, which is like really, really coincidental, but yeah. That was a total tangent that did not make sense. No, that's interesting. That's interesting. I, I actually have some more questions about, like, what it's like to grow up in Vancouver, like, things that yeah. you maybe have noticed that are different, um, like, from living in the States versus living in Vancouver. Was that the question? Yeah, yeah. Like, what do you want to leave her out to do? So, like, what could you, like, maybe, like, what are some, like, really what are like the most notable things that are like different between living in the U S versus Vancouver? Oh yeah. I think it's like apples to oranges. What what do you mean? You're comparing U S to Vancouver. No, like the Bay area to Vancouver. Yeah. Better. I would say. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. I don't know. But also like my sample size of like, Bay Area people are just, like, people who went to Berkeley, right? So, like, this is probably very, like, biased and diverse, but I I would say that, like, the first thing that I realized is just how intense people who, like, are from the Bay Area, like, from certain schools, you know, that, like, the people that I met from clubs went to, I was just, like, bewildered by how intense these people were, like, academically and also, like, extracurricularly like from high school like maybe I just didn't work and work hard enough in high school but I was just I felt very pressured and like probably fed to like the imposter syndrome that I had for like almost the entirety of college but that was the biggest thing and also yeah and I felt like I was probably like the most Chinese person like I don't want to say like the descriptor fog but I would say like amongst the people that I met in college I would feel like kind of out of place sometimes just because like I would be (laughs) relatively more in touch with like my cultural wait is being like like really Chinese and being from Vancouver like intertwined or something are there people who are from Vancouver that's not or, yeah, like, why would you say that you feel like you're more in touch with, like, your, like, Chinese, like, heritage? Yeah, that's a good question. So, for me, personally, I, so I was born and raised in Vancouver. I just realized I didn't give myself my, my background description, but I was born and raised in Vancouver, and then I went back to attend elementary school in China, and I stayed there until, like, start of grade four when i went back to vancouver where, where in china it's, it's actually a very random city in southern china that i don't think any of you would know let's but. hear it let's hear it yeah let's hear it let's hear it <laughs> it's called Nanning. 
Oh, that but, one. Yeah. Oh, yep. yeah, yeah, yeah. Wait again? That one. Too late. You missed it. <laughs> 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 okay. But yeah. So that's that's part of the reason why, um, just like language-wise, I didn't have a barrier anymore because I was fluent and I could read. So after even after I went back, like, to Vancouver, like, my childhood was, like, made up of, like, you know, like, Chinese shows and, like, things that I would do with my family. So I would continue to, like, watch those online with, like, my parents and things like that and, like, you know, keep in touch with, like, what's going on. Mm-hmm. But that's, that's not everyone from Vancouver, right? Like, there's other, like, so, Asian Americans, kind of like me and Tyler, who... And, and Selby who don't not, like, like it's definitely okay. not everyone but I would say like my the people that I got along with most did hmm. so like my best friends from high school like we all had very similar backgrounds do you have like friends in China that you are like keep in touch with yeah so actually one of the girls in who went to like since grade where you wanted so basically in elementary school you you're, you're stuck with the same class throughout until you like apply to middle school so for I knew this girl she was like my best friend in grade one until grade four I guess and then she recently moved to Stanford for her master's in computer science so we met up like last year and we've always kept in touch like over WeChat which Trump is also trying to ban, just saying. <laughs> yeah. But, but yeah, it's crazy. Like a full circle. Like I saw her for the first time in like ten years. Wow, that's, and, that's um, that's in nice. SF, we got like brunch, and it was crazy. Right. But that's yeah, cool. and I also our homeroom teacher. Like I've had her on WeChat since forever, and she still like comments on my posts and stuff, which is really cute. Oh, we have someone kind of like that. Kind of. I have another question before you continue um, about like the intensity difference you experienced when you came here. Um, is that something you've come to like, like or at least appreciate? Because I feel like that's in some ways helped you like achieve some of your career goals and or like professional goals, right? Like some of that intensity at least. Um, so is that something you've come to like a little more, appreciate, or do you still like hate that? and don't want to be part of that. I think it's, like, definitely a love-hate relationship. And also, I'm, like, talking about this in retrospect as I'm, like, doing this terribly stressful job mm-hmm. that I took immediately out of college. But that kind of just, like, comes to show that it's definitely a love-and-hate relationship and that, like, I really appreciate how, like, the people around me and the energy that they have, like, really pushed me to, like try harder mm-hmm. because with, I know without that like I would definitely not have like any of the accomplishments that I've like managed to achieve over the past couple of years in college but I think like it definitely stresses you out and burns you out yeah in a very negative way when you're constantly exposed to it maybe Adam can speak about that too coming from a I guess all of you guys from an ultra competitive high school from what I've heard but yeah I appreciate it but I also need to step away from it which is like when I go on breaks when I go home and things like that I appreciate that Mm -hmm. sorry so so then living in like Vancouver then is that is is the kind of like 
atmosphere just like more relaxed like what do people focus on different things or like prioritize different things then like i just think there's like not that many like there's no such thing as like what's that like finance thing that everybody does in high school in the bay area like starts with an f living skills adam you're gonna have to jump in there i don't know what do you know what i'm talking about like that competition that everyone does or seem to do what finance thing like Like, like, oh deca and there's also another one that starts with the f i swear fbla yeah 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 that one so like literally every person that i met at like any club recruiting event would be like oh yeah like i know like so and so from like DECA or like I know so-and-so from like FBLA and I'm like literally the only extracurricular activity that I had access to was like model United Nations and I like beat the shit out of that activity <laughs> like I that it like really exhausted that activity so that's like a normal one that like most people do I feel like right yeah but I, I did feel key like... club <laughs> That sounds okay. <laughs> so, so what was your high school experience like? Is was it like did you go to a private or public school, and was it like not focused on academics, or I'm just like curious about what that's like? Well, I went to a private all girls school. Okay. For the last couple of years of high school, mm-hmm. and I, so it it was. Like, I guess the reason why people, like, send their children to those schools is to, like, get a better academic experience that's, like, quote-unquote supposed to be more, like, intense, where you have, like, more AP classes than, like, public schools and also, like, um, more resources in terms of, like, smaller class sizes and things like that. So you're supposed to have better access to, like, um, whatever, academics and stuff like that. But, um... I really enjoyed it because it turns out like not needing to like care about what you look like <laughs> and wearing the same thing every day to school is actually a really great thing for like a teenage girl mm-hmm. who's like going through it all. So I actually like, you know, met my best friends there. I really enjoyed it. I think like I, I loved, like, knowing everybody's names in the school. Like, there were, like, 100 girls in my class and, like, 500 total in the whole school. So, like, I knew everybody, basically, everybody and everybody's mom, basically, <laughs> which was great. And I loved, like, the all-girls environment. It was great. Boys, boys, teenage boys are terrible. <laughs> in in what way? In, like, in what way was that experience, like, different, like, when you, when you, like, first got to college and there were, like, guys in school, was, like, how was that different? Was it, like, kind of weird for you? Um, I just feel like guys mature much later than girls do. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, like, I think that <laughs> without saying anything that triggers anybody in this podcast, that's all I'm going to lead them to. <laughs> No, I think I generally agree. I think there's, like, some... Like, for example, I think Adam is still super immature, and I need a break from him after spending time, a certain amount of time with him. I need him to, like, leave the room. But I mean, that For might... me to, like, not be angry. 
That might be more of a personality thing that he might not ever outgrow. <laughs> hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Before everyone starts roasting me, I feel like, Claudia, you're mad defensive that I'm talking mad trash in, in the chat. <laughs> okay, no, I, I get what she's saying. I think, I think in high school, like, it's not a rule for everybody, but, like, generally boys mature at a different rate than girls. Yeah, I think girls just tend to mature much earlier. I think that's just, like, a fact, right? It's simply science, guys. Yeah, like, actually. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. Okay. Adam, I kind of want to know, or, like, I just would like to sh have you talk about some of your hobbies and, like, just things that you enjoy doing. And maybe some hobbies that we, like, don't know that you, like, uh, do or things that you, like, want to do and you haven't done yet. I'd actually like to hear that from Claudia. Yeah, because, Claudia like, as well. Yeah, but Adam, maybe you kick us off. Yeah, um, I feel like I'm someone who's really um, so. Two things that I think are interesting about me is I'm someone with like a a really um, addictive personality, if that makes sense. So if I find a hobby, like I'll literally do it all day, or like I'll try to do it all day every day until I get sick of it. And like Tyler, I think you know this too, but. I do this with food as well. Like if I find something I like eating, I'll have it for like three days in a row or something or like four days in a row or like <laughs> weeks in a row. After. <laughs> yeah, like a good example is like driftwood. Like sometimes I just get it like three days in a row and afterwards I'm like, ugh. Um, and it's kind of like golf as well. Um, but I think for me, like some of the hobbies that I like, so I think most of my hobbies kind of revolve around something active. So right now my current hobbies are like um, golfing and mountain biking. And before, I think like um, a lot of my hobbies were like playing badminton, ultimate frisbee, um, yeah, mm -hmm. a little bit of gaming. So, okay, I was just gonna ask, <laughs> do you think that like addictive personality toward like your hobbies and or like food, whatever it may be, is like damaging because it like can sometimes wear you out on things that you like like to do or really enjoyed before like do you think that that's a bad thing or do you think that like addictive personality is great because you throw yourself so deep into it I, I think i definitely throw myself too deep into it and sometimes i just spend like mad money on stuff that i probably don't need and that's happened multiple times but uh -huh. i think at the end of the day like if it's something that i find really interesting and something that i like so like for example like mountain biking like golfing I'll always like it. I might get sick of it for a while, but I think I will come back to it. Like, I don't think I'll ever lose these things as a hobby. I'll always enjoy doing them. And there's a reason why I first started doing them in the first place, right? Um, and I think like a really good example of this is like the mountain biking thing, right? Like I was super into it when I was a freshman in college. And then I literally stopped doing it for like two years and my expensive bike just sat in the shed for like two years. And then I did it a lot again recently, right? So I yeah. think I don't ever truly lose hobbies. I just like kind of jump around between a bunch of different things I really like. So are there any hobbies that you're like looking to start then? Golf, my man. Okay, <laughs> any, any any other new ones that have been like just like in the back of your mind that maybe or like you, yeah, like you know how golf before like the past like two weeks like had been floating in your mind before, but like hadn't really acted on it. Are there any like those stirring or brewing? 
No, I don't think so, because I think I'm also someone who's, like, super action-oriented, and if there's something I want to do, like, I'll probably have done it or do it, and I, I'm not scared of, like, spending money to do it. Um, so I don't think there's anything that I really want to do that I've just had in, like, my backlog or anything like that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. All right, so thanks for that, Adam. Claudia, do you want to jump in with any, like, hobbies or anything that you're – that you've been doing and or do and like or want to do in the future yes i've been drinking a lot of wine (laughs) does that mean you're an alcoholic or does that mean you're getting like actually learning about wine because they're very different she's not learning i'm starting to learn about what wines i like okay yeah do not like i want to hear about that okay what wines do you like and which don't you like and why um, okay, so I usually like just for like casual like dinner dinner wine. I think like white wines taste better just because they're like lighter and more aromatic in that sense. And the ones that I've liked the most is like Sauvignon Blancs. Okay, have been very good. And also, I I don't really like. Pinot Noirs, I feel like they're a little bit more dry, and I'm I tend to like stay away from those. However, been trying to get um, more acquainted with red wines, just because we bought. Adam <laughs> is so rude and immature, as per my old my earlier comment about boys being immature. But anyways, he is making fun of my talking speed. I just want to announce it clearly so all my fans and viewers can hear me. Okay, please. No flavor. Wait, Tyler and Shelby, do you not appreciate my enunciation? Yeah, no, it's it's good. It's, yeah, it's really right? good. Right? Yeah, yeah. It's, it's right? totally good. Affirm me. Thank you. Right? You were doing a fantastic... Her enunciation? Okay, thank you. You guys are both... But, good. okay... Anyways, we I've been trying to get more into red wine because my roommate Cece bought a decanter for okay. the apartment, so we've been trying to like use it more. And I've realized like cabernets are great with like food mm. okay. because of like the tannins that they have and like create in your mouth or whatever. Uh-huh. I learned that word from a wine tour in Napa. So you got saying. the vocab going. I really do have the vocab going, but that's been great so far. We've been exploring, but realize that red wine is like the second bottle you open after the first white wine, you know, <laughs> to what? really get things going. <laughs> oh, like, my God. It shouldn't be the first bottle that you drink. Like you should be like, you should be like warm on wine when you start drinking the reds. And then that's how like you really get that good wine drunk. Oh, it's almost a different thing. Okay. Wait, what are you talking? Wait, what? We. I thought you were talking about like the like the flavor or like how like it complements the food, not like how you get like tipsy and stuff. But that's also that's another aspect of drinking wine. That is another aspect of drinking wine. That's great. Yeah. Do you have uh, other like hobbies or interests that you have been getting into recently? <laughs> are you worried about my hobbies after my first one? <laughs> Okay, my another hobby is like the self care count as a hobby. I feel like that's Ooh, been yeah. like a lifeline hobby of mine. Yeah, yeah. I love like well, well, skincare. As you guys know, she does have beautiful skin. All three of you are envious of my skin. <laughs> that is just 
99% genetics, by the way. But so, <laughs> so whenever anybody asks me for skincare tips, it's just, it sounds very useless. So what is the routine now? Like, okay. anything Let of me... value I can get from it? Oh my god. This is gonna boost your listener view to, like, the sky. This <laughs> okay. is, like, the first time I've ever what? shared it with anyone. Let's hear it. Let's All hear right. it. Secret ingredient. All right. Hey, guys. Welcome to my channel. <laughs> this is my updated skincare routine okay. during the day. Okay, so, like, during the day, I'll wash my face. So, in the morning, you don't need to use facial cleanser. Really? Just because... Yeah, because your face isn't dirty. Like, you don't actually create, like... But my dirt. face gets, like, mad oily at night. Like, I Yeah, so just use water. Okay, okay. Okay, so that's what I do. But also, okay, if it's very oily, then obviously use a gentle cleanser or something, but definitely not anything too abrasive from the research that I've done. Okay. But I veer more on the dry side, by the way, for my skin, although I feel like the stress from work has been making me oily a little bit, <laughs> so it's, it's it's changing. We will update this. But the first thing I do, okay, after I wash my face and dry it, I will use um, SK2 Facial Essence, and I will just, like, pat that on my skin. What like, is facial essence? Is that, like, lotion? <laughs> It's a, it's an essence, so it's like watery. It's just oh. an essence, Selby. It's like watery. Okay. Okay. Yes. So I pat that all my over my skin, and if I'm really tired, I will pat extra hard. <laughs> to wake yourself up. <laughs> to wake myself up. What? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yes. Okay. And the next step is an hyaluronic acid from the ordinary. Isn't that pretty abrasive? Is it what? Isn't, like, hyaluronic acid pretty abrasive? No, it's not. It's a very gentle acid. So this acid is, like, okay. moisturizing. So what it does is essentially, like, break... It can get close to, like, into your pores in order to moisturize. So it does. it's not like a moisturizer where it, like, sits on top of your face. Like, the acid's property is that it can, like, almost permeate your pores to get closer to, like, actually moisturizing your skin uh -huh. from beneath. Okay. So that's why you would use it. So I use that, and I like it because it's cheap, but it's also um, very light, which I like. And then the next step, which is also one of the final steps, I guess, is I use my CeraVe nice. <laughs> moisturizer. That's what I use. Yes, I'm and I'm so excited. Time. Yeah, that means I'm doing something right. Yeah, I've like done a lot of research and like. Also tried a lot during quarantine, like use that time to like try out different facial products, like tried a bunch of like expensive stuff. Um, and I feel like, and after like watching videos and like doing more research, it seems like CeraVe has like all the ingredients that like a good moisturizing moisturizer is supposed to use. Mm -hmm. And yeah. So throughout the day. I think sunscreen is also something that's really important and all of you forget. Fun fact, I actually forced Adam to buy sunscreen during college. Yeah, he's like, never used it. No, he used it for like a good week. You did I use it. Yeah, okay, but yeah, fine. It's so important to put sunscreen on. Even, even if you're just Well, I okay, so I actually like looked up whether or not UV slash, like, blue light from screens can cause skin damage. And there's not that much, like, 
good evidence out there just yet so i haven't really been putting it on just because i, I don't like extra things on my face if i don't mm. need them to you be there but if you're like on a plane that's where you can get the strongest uv rays because you're closest to the sun and those those windows don't deflect anything oh, so if you're like traveling make sure to put on uv right. i mean that's sorry fun. sunscreen <laughs> Wait, if you're like, do, you have a, do you have a sunscreen brand that you recommend? Yes. Yes. Um, so I used to use like Super Goop, and I, that's what I recommended Adam. But I recently, um, from, you know, my research during quarantine, picked up this new one from Neutrogena. Like, I never really used Neutrogena just because I thought it was like a brand that used like, oh, like science background to like kind of advertise themselves and didn't have great products. But apparently, they have good products, actually, and aligned to their branding. So I would recommend that Neutrogena one, which I don't remember the full name. Is but it it's like, no, it's oh. like a white tube, and it has like a light blue slash gray cap. It's you like literally the most like basic one they have, I think. But it's great. SPF fifty. Text it to Shelby when this is. Oh, I have this one. This is the one that they have at Costco. <laughs> yeah, it's like it's like really cheap, but anyways, yeah. it's great. I feel like it it stays on and it like feels really nice, so that's great. Interesting. Okay, and then yeah. uh, nighttime. Yes. Okay, that's basically it for daytime, and then my nighttime is like basically the same, except sometimes twice a week I will use like a really this retinoid, which is like another type of sort of acid from uh. Drunk Elephant, which is like a brand that's been controversial, but I got, the, but I bought this, so I have to finish it. But it's called the red, like it's like the, in the red and white packaging tube thing, and like it's a the retinoid is supposed to like kind of chemically exfoliate your skin, and it's like the only known like chemical slash acid basically, which which helps kind of deflect against aging. Yeah, it causes the skin cells to regrow. Like, retinate. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, but this one is, like, you're not supposed to, like, for, dermatologists don't recommend people to, like, actually fully start using retinoids on, like, a regular basis until you're 25, just because, like, your collagen production still, is still, like, going pretty strong until that age, mm -hmm. but, um... This one is, like, really, really weak. I'm pretty sure there, it's not actually, like, a real retinoid, but I kind of just use it as, like, a chemical exfoliant, like, once or twice a week, if I remember to use it. Um, yeah, and I, I, I like it. And then also when I'm feeling it, I'll just put, like, a one of my Japanese face masks on. For just chill. For hydration, yes. And also I have, like, ones with, like, certain acids in it that I feel like help me not break out. Wow. It seems yeah. like you've actually done, like, a lot more research than I anticipated. Like, when you said that, I, like, didn't really know what that meant, but it sounds like you've done, like, Yeah, she knows no, all like, the acid. I feel like I know my shit, okay? Yeah, like, it seems, like, pretty extensive knowledge. Do you use any of those, like, brushes or any, like, things like that to, like, exfoliate or anything? I don't use anything to exfoliate just because this one time I went to get a facial, and I was talking to her about, like, using scrubs to exfoliate, and she literally, like scolded me and told me to like never use a physical exfoliator which is what these brushes are that's very abrasive to the skin so like chemical exfoliants are the best way to exfoliate 
oh, was what she told me, and then I just like never like hmm. used harsh things tools on my face. But the one tool that I use, sorry, I'm turning this into like a skincare podcast, but like no, this will get you the most listeners you've ever had. Okay, I bet. I bet. Quality is skin. Yeah. Yes. Okay. This is the last part, but um, the one tool that I use is something called a refill roller. Is it that marble <laughs> roller? And I have a funny story about this. If you guys want to like, if you don't, if you're unfamiliar with the tool and want to yeah. look it up, Ew. you'll probably have like more context about what I'm talking about. But basically, I love this tool. I think it, I think like the one thing people neglect is like, is lymphatic drainage, which is basically wow. the two, it's like in Chinese medicine, like there's two like meridians slash like, I'm losing the word, like veins, like blood veins, I guess, or like nerves that run down the two sides of your neck, like connecting to your ears all the way like down to your collarbone and like ends at your shoulder kind of. Okay. Like those two, like in Chinese medicine, and I guess now appropriated by like Western skincare like practices, but those two are like the most crucial like blood flow blood flow slash pathways to like dra- like draining and like depuffing and detoxing your skin okay. and your face. So what the tool does is like you you roll it. It has like two balls <laughs> that roll. It's like this uh, huge metal thing that's yeah. We're looking like, at it right now. It's, yeah. It's so like thing. so like it has like a like a sundial on the top, which is supposed to like transpose like that, like all the light into like electric like energy, not energy, but like flow that is supposed to like stimulate like help stimulate like blood flow as you roll it so what i do is like i like you first roll it down like the two lymphatic drainage areas like down your neck to like kind of warm up the veins and like kind of open it up and then you would roll it like along your jaw to like really push out like all the all the nasty toxins and like the water that's you know if you had a rough like hangover or something I always get like really puffy face and that's how I like kind of drain it and under like under your eyes like where your cheekbones are like that's where I get a lot of puffiness while I'm really explaining this in detail but what I'm trying to say is like I think like the stimulation of blood flow which is why people like pat their face by the way when they have like essence and stuff is to like stimulate blood flow which which helps further like detox your face and like take away toxins into the out of the face into the bloodstream if that makes sense mm-hmm. yeah wow so the this reefa whatever it's called is the secret to your skincare that makes- it's really not i have not had time to do it for a long time but the secret to having good skin is having good genetics so thank you, mom and dad. Yeah, and that's really sad. Then that's very disheartening for some. Yes, um, but drink water, I guess. <laughs> okay, and sunscreen on plane. Mhm. Okay. Well, I think we're gonna call it there. Thank you so much, Adam and Claudia, for coming on. I know you guys are both <laughs> busy, especially 
job, so we really appreciate it. Um, if you guys have anything you want to plug before we sign off, any you know anything cool? Oh, All right, cool. Okay, well, thanks everybody for listening to episode twenty-four. Why are we still awake? We looking forward to having more good episodes. Go we, oh go we, woo we, and we'll see you next week <laughs> on Monday. Bye, guys. See ya. <laughs>